0: What is up, friends? This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. I hope you guys have had a great week so far. This would be Thursday, March 12th. Um, You guys, this week we're going to be finishing up, you know, ways not to build your identity. Um, I really wasn't planning on putting this in the the course, but I figured, you know, I think it's worth the conversation. We're going to be talking about the seven woes that Jesus mentioned with the Pharisees. uh, Just for the sake of reflecting in our own lives and asking the question, okay, Lord, are any of these seven woes in my life? And, uh, if they are, if I am building my identity on these seven things, Lord, give me the grace to do it differently and, um, do it by your grace that's within me and the character you want to develop and the values that are within me. Let me do it that way and not do it the way that, you know, um, that you're exposing. Right. So you guys, I started recording this podcast and, uh, I only get 30 minutes on the computer and I had ran out of time. So this is like a redo, but, um, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going, this might be the shortest podcast you guys have ever heard. Um, today is Friday. I got my food thought Friday Friday video today. Um, I had recorded this the other day and I think I told you guys that it got deleted on my phone. So this is like the redo. This is like a a second redo. So I hope this one turns out you guys, but I just want to have this conversation. I just want to lay it out for you guys, you know, just put it into your minds just for the sake because i want to make sure i'm on a solid foundation and i want you guys to be on a solid foundation and i want us to all just be comfortable with the fact that you know we got to get comfortable facing ourselves and if we do have any of these seven woes in our life by the grace of god we can um you know get out from underneath those things and we can continue to step into god's grace and his love so let's pray really quick you guys and uh i'm going to share with you these seven woes just for the purpose of reflection in our own life. And, uh, that's pretty much it, you guys. All right, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for just giving us a foundation, God, on our lives that we can stand upon. Lord, I pray you please guide and direct this conversation today as as I talk about the seven woes that you address the Pharisees with. Lord, we don't want to be Pharisees or teachers of the law or those elders. Um, Lord, forgive us, God, when we get like that. Help us to see if we are and help us to see where we need your grace, Lord. That's what we need. That's what the world needs. Um, that's how we're going to get the fruit of the Spirit in our life, Lord. We cannot deny what, we, what you came to give us, Lord. So let us be comfortable with the fact of facing ourselves in this way. If we are building our identity in any of the ways that we talked about this week in the podcast, Lord, I pray that you will give us the grace and strength and the perspective to understand why, you know, to know ourselves, like what shape just informed us. And then just give us a new way of looking at it, God. We know you can do that. We know you speak to us. those aha moments those ways of like wow i never saw it like that before lord let us have those moments this week where we can sit back and just reflect and uh we can build um an identity that's based upon your grace that will result in firm secure and steadfast individuals we need to be those people in this world so lord let it be true in our lives god lord we love you we thank you for your grace thank you god for this day i pray you please guide this conversation bless every single person listening to this podcast and we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So, you guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for sharing, subscribing. Please continue to rate it on iTunes and any, anywhere else you can rate it. I only know that you can rate it on iTunes. So, if you are on iTunes, please, please, please leave me a review. Good, bad. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, the more feedback we get on it, the better. You guys, I just want this to add value to people's lives. So, if it's adding value to your life, um, please share it with your friends, you guys. um, Yeah. And check out Food for Thought Friday facebook page daily encouragement with ashley campbell you can also follow me on instagram um daily underscore encouragement no daily encouragement underscore ashley dang it i can't remember if you guys go to the facebook page i think there's a link on it you guys can follow me on instagram (laughs) oh man i gotta get myself together yo all right guys so let's let's talk about these seven woes really quick but before we get into it there was a couple things that jesus addressed before he got into the seven woes and i want to share with you guys really quick Okay, so in Matthew 23, as I was reading this, I was just like reflecting, okay? It says, Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do is they do is done for people to see and um so there's that one and then he goes on and he goes okay i'll just keep reading you guys they make their phylacteries wide and their tassels on their garments long they love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogue they love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by others you are not to be called rabbi for you have one teacher And you are all brothers and do not call anyone on earth father for you have one father and he is in heaven, nor are you to be called instructors. for you have one instructor, the Messiah, the greatest among you will be your servant for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So two things that stuck out to me, guys. Um, Number one, if you are building your identity on, you know, for everyone to be seen for for people to see you. Right. It says everything they do is done for people to see right that's not a good way to build your identity neither is building it on titles and we've talked about that in in the podcast you guys i've done i lived a lot of my life um my first i'm gonna say eight years being a christian uh doing things for people to see because i was looking for acceptance love and all those things so you guys just ask yourself some questions why are you doing that why are you doing things for people to see you Are you trying to avoid something? Ask yourself that question. Are you trying to avoid judgment, condemnation? You know, kind of the negative side of it, right? Think about how the Pharisees were talking to the sinners and all those people. They weren't very nice and they would, you know, accusations and they would kick you out of the synagogue if you didn't think the way they did. You guys, there's a lot of, a lot going on there. But if you are doing things for people to see, just ask yourself why? Don't be, don't be afraid to face that. And if you're doing, you know, titles, You know, really quick, you guys, when I was in the church, um, as I've shared with you guys before, um, growing up, I didn't have a father. Um, I had my biological dad, but he, he paid child support. Hallelujah. That's great. But he didn't have a relationship with me. Um, I think when I was about 16, um, I went and visited him one time and I had my older son, you know, I think he was one or, you know, whatever. And, uh, he goes, he told me that, um, I was his secret life. So nobody knew about me. And so, you know, we never really had a bond. And then my stepdad, I've shared with you guys about him. Um, he was my stepdad. Shout out to any stepdads out there who take care of their, who take care of kids that do not belong to them. You know, he always called me his daughter, but he didn't know how to have a bond, you know? And, and so I realized growing up, I mean, I didn't realize it until I actually started reflecting on this. This is why it's just really important you guys start to ask yourself questions and pay attention to why you do what you do is I was really just looking for love and acceptance and you know to have that because i didn't have that when i was growing up and so when i was in the church i'd started bonding with people and and uh there was this older guy and he had a, his wife you know they reminded me of my parents in some type of way it was i don't know what it was maybe it was the music they li- they used to listen to um you know my my stepdad was hardcore AC/DC fan and uh you know so i don't know what it was they were like the same age he listened to same some of the same music that my dad had some of it was like christian rock though like petra and all that but anyway you know there was just something about him and uh i i liked that and so i i've started to relate to him as if he was my dad like you know and uh we did and there was a season where me and my husband and my kids actually lived on his property on the travel trail in the travel trailer and so i was looking at this guy and his wife as they were my mother and father really sweet right it looks great however when you're an adult and you have that uh, that mindset in the church And then there are certain things I have to start being exposed. That can become a problem. Um, When I started asking questions about things that were happening. And I started kind of noticing. um, Dynamics that were still stealing, killing, and destroying. The people were becoming isolated. um, There was just a sense of burden. And confusion. And fear. um, And you would start exposing that. (coughs) Excuse me, you guys. Excuse me. He would get very defensive. And it was almost, it became this one up, one down position. And so that created a lot of tension because then I started feeling very oppressed, feeling like a slave, like, wait a second, I'm an adult, I'm a woman, you know, I have, I should be able to, you know, voice these things as well. But because of that dynamic of titles and, you know, me trying to get a need met, but then at the same time, it got kind of used against me, that's the problem we were having. So you guys, as far as that goes, you know, calling people father—that's why you got to be careful with that. Especially if you have daddy issues, like I did, um, you can become enslaved to their perspective on things. Because, you know, if you still are underneath of that, you don't want to lose their love. So you can you can compromise, right? But you're an adult now, and we got to be able to expose things that need to be exposed. And sometimes it's going to you know it's going to come through uh, those really personal relationships. Why do you think Jesus said, you know, if you don't hate your father, mother, sister, brother? All of our dysfunction comes from our families right the family of origin so you know as you grow out of your dysfunction the people that are so close to you are going to see that and they're going to feel frustrated because obviously y'all came from the same tree but now you're not being that way anymore it's going to cause tension so you know but in the body of christ we're supposed to work together as a whole as far as okay we're all here for the good of the body um when the body's healthy the body never attacks itself it only attacks the things that are stealing killing and destroying but there was no unity in that and uh, I think partly of having titles was an issue for that, you guys. Um, so anyway, I think that's why Jesus tells us not to have titles, just because of that whole dynamic. Um, we're all supposed to be adults. We're all supposed to take full responsibility. We're supposed to address things that need to be addressed. And if you've got titles going on, um, certain people will withhold themselves from exposing things. And then there'll be other people who will just take advantage of other people because they have all the power or whatever, right? So anyway, you guys, um, those two things I just wanted to bring up. As far as, you know, number one, you know, those, I think those are kind of really, really important, um, as far as, you know, if you are doing that, right, if you are, um, doing everything for people to see, and if you're going by titles, that's really going to ensnare you in these next seven things we're going to talk about. Um, so if you are doing things to be seen by others and doing things for titles, you can result in number one, shutting the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. Um, I'm like, what does that look like in the church, Lord? You know, I think we just have to think about what are we not willing to talk about in the church? Um, how are we shutting the kingdom of heaven in people's faces? How are we doing that? Well, let's let's ask ourselves some questions. What was the function of God coming? What's the function of Jesus Christ in our life? To forgive and redeem us from the life of sin, shame, and what do we bring into the church? Right? I mean, us as human beings, we're bringing all our mess, right? Good and bad, and uh, you know, a lot of us have things in our lives that we're ashamed of. You know. And uh, if you guys go check out Being Eve, her podcast, she just released an episode not too long ago, you guys, I can't remember which one it is, but she did a, an amazing interview with a woman who had, you know, gone through the process of having an abortion and the woman shared her story and they just brought up the point of how many things are so taboo in the church that you just don't talk about. You don't talk about abortion. You don't talk about alcoholism. You don't talk about adultery because those are things that are against God. You're not supposed to do those things. But we don't realize that the people aren't supposed to do those things. Are the people who are doing those things and that's exactly why they're in the church because they're looking for the grace of god so how are we shutting the kingdom of heaven in people's faces what are we not willing to talk about where do we not have grace in the church where do you not have grace within yourself i think that's a really important question if you don't have grace within yourself you will shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces and you're going to be held responsible for that all right so number two um this one's kind of interesting. He goes, woe to you, teach of the law. Right? So if you do things for people to see, if you do things for titles, remember, these are the things you're going to end up doing. Which these are the woes. You don't want to do these things. But you will do these things if you are worried about what people think about you and if you're operating from a title. He goes, you will travel land and sea to win a single convert. And when you've succeeded, you make them twice as, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. I was like, what the heck? What would that even look like, Lord? Like, seriously. And it just got me thinking, you know, who are the people in the church who will not see anything from any other perspective? You know, they don't receive the benefit of the other parts of the body. They're very isolated. um, And they only gravitate towards people who really just think and do what they do. Right. I mean, come on. How did the Pharisees treat uh, people that came into the church that acknowledged their sin or acknowledged they needed healing? They condemn them a lot of times. Oh, don't get don't get healed on the Sabbath, right? Or if you believe in Jesus, don't come don't come to the church, right? You got to believe as we believe. They're so single-minded in that way, you know. Um, and are we doing that, right? Are we, you know, um, looking for one person in our life to, you know, convert us to us? That's not that's not what we're supposed to be doing, right? But some people do that. They only listen to people who think and do as they do. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, What was the other woe Jesus mentioned? He goes, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees. He goes, if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gold on the temple is bound by that oath. You blind fools, which is great, if the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred, you also say, if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gift on the altar is bound by that oath. And I was like, wow, isn't that interesting? you know, the temple and the words that people said, if anyone swears by the temple, if anyone swears by the altar, it said it means nothing. And I was like, that's, what's up with that? You know, why they were so focused on the physical, right? But if they have the gold on it, you know, they're bound to the oath. And if they have the gift, then they're bound by the oath. Right. But I was just like, you know, who was the one who made the altar and the, and the temple? Come on, whose idea was that? Right. So it's like, it's all going to point back to God. You know, we don't want to live half-hearted that way. Um, okay, Lord, you know, it's like, are we taking his words that seriously? You guys, and this one, this honestly is still one I'm trying to mull over in my mind, like, Lord, what are you talking about? But I at least wanted to to bring it up on here. You guys, you know, um, you know, if you swear by the temple, it means nothing. So it's like swearing is usually involved with words, right? It's like our, our, why are we not being, you know, are we being people of integrity? You know, do our words carry as much weight as the gift that results from those words, if that makes any sense, right? You know, not just doing things and saying things so flippantly or whatever, you know? But uh, anyway, you guys, um, you know, just asking ourselves, are we, you know, kind of being just half-hearted, you know, in that way? Uh, Number four, um, he talks about tithing. What do you teach the law and Pharisees? You hypocrites, you give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. So I was thinking about that, you guys. Um, you know, for me, if with tithing, I do tithe my money. My husband and I do tithe. Um, I tithe not because God says to, but because I'm really trying to work out my relationship with him. What do i mean by that you guys i know that i can be massively ensnared by money at times you know my husband we do have a single income it's you know my husband makes all the money for us which is fantastic i'm really grateful for that but there are things that you know i wish i had more money for you know and uh because um i want to have more money i can get stressed about money right and so i'm like you know what lord i need to trust you with my money i need to trust you're gonna provide for me straight up lord so i use it as you know, Lord, I'm going to give you my tithe because I realize how much I need, I need you to transform the way that I see you and how much when I give my tithe, I realize that I don't trust the Lord, you know? So I let it be a reflection at times, Lord, I want it to be this way, but I see where I'm at and I'm like, Lord, you know what? I pray that you will change me in that way. So, you know, we do tithe our money, you guys, and uh, we, we just do it because, you know, we want to trust God with the whole hundred percent of our lives, Um, you know? Uh, I think that's the only way you really should treat tithing, in my opinion. Um, yes, do it because God says to you, but if it's if, if your actions are not having an impact on your heart, if you're not letting it refine you and get you closer to the Lord and know His grace and know His goodness more, then why are you even doing it? You know, are you doing it to be seen by other people? Are you doing it for a title? Again, you got to go back to that, right? I mean, don't tithe just to tithe. Tithe because you want it to have an impact in your heart and your relationship with the Lord, Right you're, you're doing it either, you know, for whatever reasons, but just pay attention to your motives. Why are doing what you're doing? You guys, I'm doing it because I'm like, Lord, I'm going to trust you with my whole heart. I realize that I don't always trust you with my whole heart with fun, mon- with money, but I want to. And so I'm, this is like, okay, God, I'm, I, I'm asking you to, you know, redeem me from, you know, the snare that finances can have in my life at times, just worrying about it. You guys there's nothing wrong with money, but I don't want to be worried about it all the time, you know? And, uh, that's the thing. So, Anyway, you guys, you know, don't just give a tithe and not pay attention to, you know, the things that he talks about with justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You know, are, is your character being developed through your tithing, right? That's what you got to ask the question. God's God's going to develop the, our character, that spirit, man, that we talked about in the other podcast, you guys. So is your is your character, is your spirit being transformed by the things you're giving to the Lord um, as you give and you realize really where you're at? You know, like for me, Lord, I'm not always trusting you. Um, are you using it as an opportunity for his grace for him to change you? Or are you just doing it out of strict obedience and you know, there's nothing going on there. He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Right. So ask yourself the question you guys with these things. Okay. Let's go to the next one. You guys I got to get off here soon. I've only got like 10 minutes left. Okay. Whitewash tomb. Oh, here we go. No, hold on. First talk about cleaning the outside of the cup. Right. He goes, what do you teach the law and Pharisees? You hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and self-indulgence blind guides first clean the inside of the cup and dish and then the outside will be clean also right so we don't want to be those people again who are just doing things to be seen by other people you guys why are you so afraid to face your selfishness and your your indulgence right I mean why why are we afraid to face the things that God came to give us grace for if you're full of greed and self-indulgence okay cool (laughs) I, I mean you guys get what I'm saying cool that you faced it but don't let it bring you into hiding. That's not the point of you looking at inside of the cup. You got to do it for this your own good. Think about how you feel when you know you've got greed and selfish indulgence, especially if you're a Christian, you know, right? You're a Christian, you know, God's word. And you realize that, oh my God, I am not living up to anything. He says, does that not create a level of tension within yourself? Don't you want to be free from that tension and that stress? Come on good lord lord give us grace don't be afraid to get from god what he already knows you need from him right we got to know our lord in that way while you were still a sinner he died for you dude let him clean the inside of the cup and then guess what you ain't got to worry about the outside of the cup you ain't gonna be worried about the expectations and pressures and try to keep yourself being seen in a certain light. you know are you exhausted enough yet from living like that are you tired come on y'all get with it okay we cannot be afraid to let God clean the inside of the cup. Because then he goes on. Here's the next woe. He goes, You were like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appeared to you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you were full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Again. Right? I mean, we can't be blinded by, you know, it's, how can I say this? I think sometimes too, um we can be blinded by other people by their good works. They look like they're doing good, but in relationship, again, you guys, this is why we got to learn some discernment, especially in the church. The devil comes dressed as white. Okay. It says that he is a wolf in sheep's clothing. So they look good, but they feel like the devil. All right. Did the Pharisees not look good, but how did they treat people on the relational level? How did they treat people who came into the church and needed to be healed? If it was the Sabbath, they said, you need to come back on days when you work. So, Never mind. Don't even get me started on that right now, you guys. Well, we'll I'm gonna do another podcast on that at some point. Um, you know, but people who went to the church and, and they need things, right? They need healing, all this kind of stuff. They know they're stuck. How did the people that were in the church relate to those people? Right? That's what we got to pay attention to. So you who are in the church, don't just be so blinded by the good that people do. How are y'all rel- relating to one another? in the church are you guys able to access the grace of God from one another that's super important you guys I'm really really passionate about that because I know what it's like to be in a situation where you're not getting the grace from each other and then all in the name of of the Lord you long suffer with each other to a you know where there's you're dead on the inside you know but you're all just hanging out together just for the sake of what other people are going to say about us because honestly you guys we in our minds we were the church I told you guys we could outwork you you know, we could do any, we could do all things and everything through Christ who gave us strength. And we did a lot. Um, our church was busy like seven days a week. You know, we were doing all kinds of stuff, but as far as how we relate to one another, man, we were dead. And, uh, you know, I don't want the church to be dead anymore, man. I know there's so much more out there than what we're experiencing in the church. And we just got to be able to talk about this stuff. You guys, that's why I'm doing this podcast. You know, to just shed light on these things. Um, so, you know, pay attention to people, um, it says you're inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Again, get get it cleaned out, man. Get rid of the hypocrisy and the wickedness. That's what God's grace is for. I've, I don't know how many times I have to say this, you guys, but this is what it is. You know, what is the point of God's grace if it's not neutralizing the hypocrisy and wickedness and the self-indulgence and the greed? Do you not think that God's grace can't do that? What's the point of it? What else is going to save our butts, you guys? Is it going to be yourself? You already know you can't do it. That's why you feel so lousy sometimes, and stressed. Been there, done that, you guys. That's why I talk this way. All right. Um. Last but not least, he talked about. This was interesting. He goes, "Woe to you! You kill the prophets." Right. And you guys, if you guys look, if you look throughout the New Testament, he's got some, uh, you know, different chapters. I know this is Mark and Luke, where you know the woes to the pharisees he talks about this in in mark and luke i don't i'm looking for it in john i can't find it but i'm looking at just different ways that they relate to each other why jesus would even say that to begin with right why he would say woe to you pharisees teach of the law you do these things you know just looking for the evidence of that in the sense of understanding right because as i said i don't want to be that person so i got to understand that in that way so i don't become that but you guys get what i mean anyway he goes you kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often I've longed to gather you, your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you are not willing. Look, your house is left to your desolate. Look for, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So anyway, you guys, he's just, you know, again, how do you treat people that are being sent to you? You know, can you even, can people even recognize it anymore? Right? I mean, when you know, there was tons of prophets, right? God sent Jesus Christ. <laughs> we'll just leave. We'll just use him as the example, right? We crucified him. Of course it needed to be done. We wouldn't have the grace of God if he hadn't. God has a plan. But you guys, the point is, is you can only operate from your vantage point. Okay. We're not think. we, we cannot think the way Jesus does because you are not Jesus. You did not have his function. You can only understand who he is in relationship to you and your position, right? You're a human being. You're not all knowing. Um, because of your ignorance, you sin, you need God's grace. You need to learn to come under an all-knowing God, right? You have a completely different position and a completely different perspective. So how do you treat people that are being sent to you, right? Now, um, that's why it's important. That's why if someone's coming to you with, with truth, right? Um, pay ten- that's why we can't be afraid to face ourselves, right? Um, you know, we got to be willing to to ask ourselves questions and was Jesus come on when Jesus was relating to the Pharisees you know he was really trying to get to their hearts I mean come on he was he didn't give up on them he just challenged them because that's how stubborn people can be some people just don't want to see something any other way right um but are you willing to see things from another way that's the only thing you're accountable for are you willing to look at your life from a different perspective if you do have things in your life that are stealing killing and destroying you are you willing to look at it um, are you willing to clean the cup? Um, are you willing to look at your motives? Everything's always pointing back to the heart of the matter, right? Jesus is always exposing us, man. And that's what's just like, oh my gosh. But anyway, you guys, I just want to talk about that today. You know, uh, I, it kind of feels almost like a bonus episode, but it's not. Um, I just wanted to just discuss these seven woes and just ask ourselves questions. You know, are we doing things for people to see us? You know, are we doing everything? to be done for people to see? And are we, you know, operating with titles, you know, and if we are, how's that gonna impact us, right? We're gonna, we're gonna shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. Okay, we're gonna become very single-minded and looking for people to think like we do, right? um We're gonna get like super materialistic in a lot of ways, you know, um what was the other things, you guys? We're gonna, we're gonna give our tithes, but we're gonna neglect the character that God wants to mold behind the things we give. Um, we're going to clean the outside of the cup and and forget about the inside that needs to be redeemed. We're going to become whitewashed tombs. People are going to, you know, we're going to look at people or they're going to look at us and we're going to look a certain way, but you know, um, there's still going to be the wickedness and hypocrisy there if you don't surrender that to the grace of God. And, you know, ultimately, if you, if you really want to stay stuck, you're, you're going to shut, you're going to kill the prophets and, you know kill the people or you know or destroy them or or talk bad about them or whatever the people that were sent to to give you another perspective right so anyway you guys i hope you have a wonderful weekend i better get off this podcast i gotta go get ready for food thought friday man i'm like dang ashley but uh i hope you guys have a great weekend check out soul food sunday you guys uh my, my husband and i go live about 6 p.m on sunday nights just to share with you guys the things we're talking about we want to encourage you guys. Thank you for all your support. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, you guys. And next week, we are going to be talking about the good stuff. We're going to be talking about how to build your identity. What is the good way to do that? Now that we've already talked about what, what what not to do, you got to face what not to do because if you that way, you know, if you're doing it, you know it's time for a change. And you know that you have an opportunity to experience God's grace in a fresh way. You guys, that's all we need. Look at all this from the lens of, okay, Lord, I see all these things I'm doing. I know it's not helpful. I know it's not serving me. But this is an opportunity for you to pour your grace into my life and for you to get closer to the one that you claim that you're going to be with the rest of your life once you start today. So anyway, you guys, I love you so much. Have a wonderful rest of the weekend and I will see you guys on Monday.